Heather belt coming back, yeah. Woods. Let's see what Mudge Touch is up to. Any more awesome news? Like a second, another indictment. Fox and Shambles, more bad news. As biggest lawsuit yet looms. Eh, eh. Fox faces new crisis. Well, you know about the $787.5 million settlement and the lack of apology and acceptance of responsibility by Fox in the case with Dominion down in Delaware. But what you don't know is how the parties got there, who was involved in the negotiation process, including a mediator who was on vacation floating down the Danube in a, in a river cruise who got pulled in. Why the change in lawyers by Fox just six months ago to bring in Dan Webb of Winston and Strawn? Why that changed the weather in the room that led to a settlement? Why a series of decisions that the judge made from the early on when uh, Fox was represented by different lawyers ultimately proved devastating, a ticking time bomb that exploded right in the face of Fox News, Fox Corporation, and Rupert Murdoch right. around the time the summary judgment papers were filed. Worse the better. Fuck them. Shut them down. By the judge ordering Fox and Fox News to drop their pants and turn over all of their text messages. Exclamation. Great. Uh... Shut down. Will. Number is two oh two. Friends, where's Google is your friend? All of the private communications, including of on air people like Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingraham, the producers of the shows, the uh, network president of, of news, Rupert Murdoch himself, Lachlan Murdoch. That when all that got decided against Fox, uh, against Fox, they went out and got a new lawyer, and that new lawyer, Dan Webb at Winston and Strawn, is one of the reasons I'm going to talk about on this hot take. This case got settled. The other thing is Winston and Strawn had already settled a recent case, not involving Dominion and Fox, but with the same law firm on the other side that was representing Dominion. Um, Sussman Godfrey. So Sussman Godfrey, the law firm, and Winston and Strawn, the firm for Fox News, had already recently settled a case, a very contentious case, 
using a mediator who they decided at the last minute on Tuesday to go find who was on vacation, not making this up, floating down to Danube and his family, <laughs> and brought Jerry Roscoe, Wait, hold on. who called Black Dot decided against Fox, uh, against Fox. They went out and got a new lawyer. And that new lawyer, Dan Webb and Winston and Strawn, is one of the reasons I'm going to talk about on this hot take. This case got settled. The other thing is Winston and Strawn had already settled a recent case, not involving Dominion and Fox, but with the same law firm on the other side that was representing Dominion. Um, Sussman Godfrey. So Sussman Godfrey, the law firm, and Winston and Strawn, the firm for Fox News, had already recently settled a case, a very contentious case, using a mediator who they decided at the last minute on Tuesday to go find who was on vacation, not making this up, floating down the Danube and his family, <laughs> and brought Jerry Roscoe, who called in from his river cruise, to help these two law firms successfully settle the case, just like he had done in a prior case. But you had a series of really bad decisions before Dan Webb even started representing Fox as a replacement counsel. All the discovery, all the text messages, all the emails, all the phones being in it, leading to these depositions that were taken that did not go well for Fox. In fact, it's now reported that when Rupert Murdoch was deposed, his general counsel for Fox, his chief legal officer for Fox, who was involved in the negotiation, Viet Dean, <laughs> Viet Dean went to Rupert Murdoch and said, hey boss, they didn't lay a hand on you. And reportedly Rupert Murdoch said, I don't think the lawyer on the other side would agree with you. Otherwise, in other words, even Rupert Murdoch knows that he was brutally, brutally cross-examined uh, during his deposition. And that would just be worse when he was put up on the stand. Uh, so we have those series of decisions by Judge Eric Davis. Judge Eric Davis also, because all that discovery and secret and private text messages and emails all came in, they all got used by Dominion in their moving papers to file a motion for summary judgment. The judge took one look at all these texts and emails and everything else and said, we have another problem. Fox, first of all, Fox Corporation, you're staying in this case. Fox Fox Corporation, the parent company, always hoped that they'd be able to exit the case, leaving only Fox News behind to protect their brand. Judge said, uh-uh, not happening. Fox Corporation, you're staying here. In fact, I'm not even sure you've been straight with the court, the judge said recently. They about, fucking lied. Uh, Rupert Murdoch's they withheld evidence. Fox, News and, Fox and withheld evidence. Fox Corporation's liability. They're staying in this case. That was a devastating blow. The summary judgments was a devastating blow. Rupert Murdoch being deposed and didn't go that well, according even to Rupert Murdoch, a devastating blow. And then you have all of that that they weren't expecting when they were evaluating the calculus of this case at the Fox side, even let's say two months ago, that they'd be walking into court with both at least two hands and one leg tied behind their back. The judge already telling the jury that there were two strikes already and a third strike on the way against them in defamation, that the only thing the jury had to decide was damage and how much money to pay to Dominion and to decide whether uh, Murdoch and Fox News and Fox Corporation knew or should have known uh, that, that what they were saying or allowing to be said on their network was false. And if that's it, it's game over. The other thing that Fox News was relying on, it was like their final firewall <laughs> to protect them, 
that got burned away by the judge <coughs> is that they were relying on a privilege, right? I think their prior lawyer called them this is going to be applicable, which is known in the defamation business as the neutral reporting privilege, which is sort of what it sounds like. If you're like a legitimate news organization, not Fox, and, uh, you know, New York Times, Washington Post, local newspaper, you know, your local newspaper that you rely on, something like that, and they're just accurately, neutrally reporting the news. This is what happened at press conference today. This is what happened at an election today. This is what happened when Trump was at a rally today. That, without commentary, without fake false facts, um, which are also known in the business as lies, you may get a, a protection if, uh, if you can prove that you're just neutrally reporting the facts. But not every state recognizes the neutral reporting privilege as an aspect of the First Amendment. And the U.S. Supreme Court, who, upon whose body of law and jurisprudence defamation generally relies and media companies rely on, starting with a very infamous case, very famous case in the 1970s, called uh, New York Times versus Sullivan, in which actual malice has to be established. There's this side gig, this side defense of the neutral reporting privilege, but like I said, not every state recognizes it. And Fox was hanging their hat on it. They were hanging their hat on, well, we have the neutral reporting privilege. Putting aside for a minute, they're not neutral and they're not reporting. The judge made it even worse for them. The judge just recently said, you don't even get the neutral reporting privilege because uh, New York law, which is the law that's being applied here, even though we're in Delaware, unless they're not news anyway, can apply the law of different states depending upon, you know, um, where. I said, can you amazing lawyers that Midas touch please file an amicus brief to get a cease and desist order against Fox calling itself news anymore. Uh, file an amicus brief to get a cease and desist order against Fox calling itself news anymore. Damage or injury happens in this case. This happened in New York for uh, not, uh, for Dominion. Sorry. See, he said, the judge said, New York law doesn't even recognize it. You don't get the neutral reporting privilege. By the way, I don't even think you get it anyway. But in summary judgment, he ripped it away from them. That was like the last, apparently the last firewall. That was the last lifeline or life preserver that Fox was holding on to. So, so now you got a judge who said, Fox Corp parent company, you're in. Rupert Murdoch, you're in. And I'll see you in my courtroom. You don't get neutral reporting privilege. Two out of the three elements of damage are already established against you before you start. Um, all they got to do is prove actual malice. All the text messages and emails basically establish actual malice. And so... This is what Fox had to deal with. This is the incentive for Fox to settle the case. Some people might be saying, well, what's the incentive for Dominion to settle the case? We wanted the, the show. We wanted 
to see all these people. In fact, just going back to Dominion uh, Fox for a minute, in their calculus of deciding the settlement, do you want to know what the lineup was going to be for day one of trial? What witnesses were going to be called by Dominion, because they are the plaintiff, they go first, they have a case in chief they have to present to the jury after opening statements? Okay, witness number one. There were going to be three witnesses that were, that were disclosed by Dominion that they were going to call against Fox. First one, we could, have, we could have predicted and expected. You always need sort of a roadmap witness who's going to testify to the jury, build credibility with the jury, right? Build authenticity, build reliability on behalf of the plaintiff. Somebody they like, somebody they can trust, you know, puts up some facts and some data and some information and some emails and some letters that they can trust with. And for, and for Dominion, that person was Tony Fratto. Tony, Fra Tony Fratto was a former Bush administrative, uh, administration official who was the interaction, the person who interacted the most with Fox News calling them out in real time when Fox News lied about Dominion. He'd send them letters. He'd send them emails. He'd, tell, he'd say, this is BS. This is Boulder Dash. This is the truth. You know, Dominion eventually had a website running. Every time Fox ran a story, they'd have the truth over and debunking it over on their website. And Tony Fratto was going to talk to the jury about that. But when Tony Fratto was done, and the jury was done eating popcorn and peanuts listening to Tony Fratto, the next witness was not going to be sort of a friendly witness for Dominion, somebody they control, another employee, uh, you know, the founder of the company, something like that. No. The next witness, according to Dominion, was going to be Rupert Murdoch. And they lost, Fox lost in last week in front of the judge when they said they don't want to bring Murdoch. They want to rely on his, they want to rely on his transcript of his deposition and his videos. The judge says, no, no uh, uh, he's coming to the courtroom. Let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Z-Biotics. Let's not. All right, sir. 93-year-old Rupert Murdoch being pilloried mercilessly <laughs> in front of the jury as the second witness. The third witness, Tucker Carlson. They were going to call Tucker Carlson. So if you're, if you're Fox, you're like, okay, do we really want the founder, my boss, you're like the general counsel, to go up number two in the trial, number three in the trial, Tucker Carlson, who is going to be cross-examined by one of the, one of the lead lawyers about all of his mistakes. About Sidney Powell, how she was crazy, crackpot, lunatic, and all that, his attacks on female reporters who were reporting the news accurately about Dominion, asking for them to get fired, talking about ratings being, being ginned up, and, you know, that the actual reporting about facts is destroying Fox and the stock price. That would have been their third witness. That's 
in Fox's mind as an incentive to settle. Plus, they've got a lawyer in Dan Webb who is, who is famous for settling a defamation case against a major network, in this case, ABC News, where he settled a $150 million settlement where ABC News paid $150 million to, a, to the beef industry, the beef manufacturers, about a BS pink slime investigation where they were putting uh, some sort of food additive into hamburgers, no, no, no surprise there, um, and it was referred to as pink slime, which led the beef industry and the beef manufacturers to sue ABC News and their you know, expose because it was false and defamatory. And Dan Webb settled that case for $150 million. So you got a settling lawyer, bad rulings, terrible rulings, a lineup that would put Rupert Murdoch and Tucker Carlson front and center in the first part of the case, uh, all, and all of these defenses ripped away from them. Why did, why did Dominion settle? You know, like, what a great case you just described, Popak. Why are they settling? Because you got a jury, and you don't know what a jury's going to do. And they already had some problems with the jury, and the trial was only 10 minutes old. The report is one of the jurors had a complete and utter meltdown, like a temper tantrum, about being asked to serve for six weeks, said she couldn't do it, and they had to remove that juror from the jury pool, the jury box, and bring in an alternate. And then another juror admitted, because they were caught, that they were sleeping during the during after being selected on most of Tuesday. So you got like a, this is like the, the seven dwarfs. You got the sleepy juror, you got the dozy juror, you got the one that doesn't want to be on the jury. So, you know, you can't control all of these things. So it's not a slam dunk, okay? You still got to put on a trial. I've won trials I was supposed to lose. I've lost trials that I'm supposed to want. And if, if, it, and if a trial lawyer tells you they've never lost the case, they haven't tried enough of it. And that's what's going through Dominion today. And plus, as we suspected, the higher the number, the less of a need for a retraction and apology. Now, that, I know that upsets everybody, because we wanted to see Fox drawn and quartered, hard and feathered. Um, and, and yes, that's, that's, that's our gut reaction, our visceral reaction. We want to see that. We want to see the jury pick up pitchforks and torches and chase after the monster that's Fox News and Fox Corporation. But that's not how civil trials work. Civil trials are about money. Settlements, you can get some non-economic relief. But trials are binary. The jury's either going to rule for you or against you, or the judge. You're either going to get money or you're not going to get money. You might have your rights declared here and there. It's all about money. You know, you can't force, the judge can't force a settlement, a, a, a trial, can't force an apology, a retraction, or admission of liability. And the higher the number went, and Fox making it clear that the line in the sand for them was any kind of real retraction or admission of liability, they cobbled together this very lukewarm um, concession, if you will, for, for lack of a better term, although that, uh, that word is doing a lot of heavy lifting by sentence here, where Fox said, yeah, we acknowledge the judge made some rulings that were against us, and some things that we said were found by the judge to be false. All right, that's it. That's all... Given that Dominion was out for the money and needed the money uh, because they said they were damaged and got a tremendous amount of money, or as 
if the Dominion lawyer said on the courthouse steps in defending the settlement, not that you have to defend the settlement, you're, you're a private party. You're not, you're, not a, you're not the representative of we the people, although we like to think that they are. That lawyer said, nothing says accountability like, like a huge sum of money. Nothing says liability like a huge sum, sum, sum of money. So money is accountability in Dominion's view, even though it makes the rest of us sort of feel bad. But again, we didn't get to see Fox News and Fox Corporation and Rupert Murdoch and Tucker Carlson and the rest of them sort of burned at the stake in a civil trial. Yeah. That'll have to be for another day. And that other day could be in the Smartmatic trial. People forget Dominion's not done. This is just Dominion versus Fox and all the little Fox and Friends. All the little Lou, you know, Lou Dobbs and Maria Bartiromo and all that. But Dominion is suing other people. Dominion is suing Mike Lindell in a D.C. Circuit Federal Court for over $1.5 billion related to what, what he did to them and has continued to them to lie about the, uh, the election fraud. There's that bad case. And then Smartmatic, who got sucked in to this whole imaginary, made-up um, conspiracy theory created by Sidney, the lab of the weird stew of the mind of Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, that there was a conspiracy where Smartmatic software uh, was placed inside of, uh, developed by Hugo Chavez uh, and people to flip the election for a dictatorship was somehow plugged into Dominion, a whole different company. Dominion's hardware is placed in voting in voting booths around America, and votes were flipped from Trump to Biden, and then votes were counted offshore with secret locations. If this sounds fantastic, it's because none of this happened. But it was all said against Smartmatic and against Dominion um, on Fox News and other places. So Smartmatic basically, you know, on the back of everything that Dominion could tell us, filed their own suit, this time in state court in New York, in front of Judge Cohen, for one, sorry, $2.7 billion, right, keep track of the money. Dominion sued for $1.6 billion in Delaware, Smartmatic $2.7 billion in New York, in front of Judge Cohen. And these cases aren't lined up. If you've learned anything on legal AF, it's that cases in different court systems, state and federal in different states, move at different paces. Right? The rules of justice don't all move simultaneously and equally. They move, cases are tried when they're ready, and it depends on which court docket you're on. Are you on a rocket docket, like in Delaware, where from filing to trial it was less than two years? Or are you in my home state of New York, where if you file a case, you may not see the inside of a courtroom for a trial for five to ten years. Smartmatic filed in New York. The good news for Smartmatic is that their complaints, their pleading, their first document, survived the motion to dismiss and has been affirmed on appeal. So their $2.7 billion case against Fox News, Fox Corporation, and all those same people, Fox and Friends people, is still going strong. In fact, there's going to be an appearance in court to talk about discovery and evidentiary issues coming up in the next week or two. But that case is likely not going to be tried. It's definitely not going to be tried in 2023. I'm not even sure 2024. could be a 2025 case. Maybe the end of 2024. That's how the case of justice in New York, given the crush of cases, 
and the judges. You know, the importance of the case, the dollar amount of doesn't make it go any faster or slower. So, in that one, just on the heels of the Dominion settlement, we have news today by the Smartmatic lawyers who looked at the Dominion settlement and said, hmm, that's a start. That's not our number. Our number's higher than that. Um, certainly not lower than $787.5 million. And if you do the math, ladies and gentlemen, Fox settled for about 50 cents on the dollar down in Delaware. So if they use the same 50 cents on the dollar, which if I'm the plaintiff's lawyer for Smartmatic, that is the starting point, 50 cents on the dollar would be $1.35 billion in New York for Smartmatic. And so the, the lawyers are in a great place for Smartmatic because they're like, well, we're not taking less than 787. That's the new floor that's been set by Dominion. And our number is probably double that that we would want to settle. And they made it clear, because it's in their best interest to say that now, that they will not settle unless they get an apology, a retraction, and an admission of liability. Hmm. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. What did I say at the top of the hot seat? What concentrates the mind more than anything if you're a trial lawyer with a case? A big pile of money in the middle of the table and a jury sitting in the box. As we get closer to this, Fox now having an incentive to try to get this case settled, just the way they did with Dominion, and they'll start throwing money now and throwing numbers at Smartmatic, which they'll reject, 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 until they get to a number where they in good conscience, representing their stakeholders and their company, can't reject. And whether they can hold out for the moral victory of an apology or retraction and admission by Fox News is yet to be seen. I get why they're saying it out loud. I would say it out loud. We'll never settle if we don't get that. But watch as the numbers rise, it becomes a trade-off. It's a morally reprehensible trade-off. It's distasteful to talk about it, but it happens every day in cases around America. And I have no reason to believe that Smartmatic and its lawyers are, are, any, are, are any different in my experience. So we will watch. But as of today, Smartmatic, understandably, confidently, talking tough about a settlement, probably double if they're going to ever take it, like Dominion just paid it. And look, Fox is no dummy. Rupert's no dummy. He knew when he settled Dominion, he'd have to pay the piper at Smartmatic. And he knew he was setting a precedent of 50 cents on the dollar as a floor to talk about in, in discussions with Smartmatic. And now we'll see when, it's not if, it's when they engage in legitimate good faith settlement discussions with Smartmatic. Is it today? Is it after they lose a couple of rounds in the discovery process with the new judge, Judge Cohen? Mm. Or do they try to wrap this up now because whatever benefit they got from paying off Dominion and, and preserving and protecting their on-air people and Rupert Murdoch sort of is going to get frittered away as Smartmatic puts them through the meat grinder from now over the next six or eight months. So you'd think they'd try to settle that case quickly, but of course, who's in the driver's seat are the lawyers for Smartmatic. Um, because they, they've seen what happened at Dominion, and they can dig their heels in until they get the number that they want. We'll follow it on a podcast that I co-anchor on Wednesdays and Saturdays on this very network. 
Midas Touch Network called Legal AF. And uh, I bring these hot takes in real time about every day at the intersection of law and politics for these politically charged stories that I think you should know about so that you can make your own decisions and you can debate these things with your friends and families in the streets. And that's why we do it. If you like what I'm doing, you can follow me on all things social media at MS Popoff. This is Michael Popoff, Legal AF reporter. Our blue walls, just like he had done in a prior case. But you have feather in the room that led to a settlement. Why a series of decisions that the judge made from the early on when uh, Fox was represented by different lawyers ultimately proved devastating, a ticking time bomb that exploded right in the face of Fox News, Fox Corporation, and Rupert Murdoch around the time the summary judgment papers were filed. They had to do with decisions by the judge ordering Fox and Fox News to drop their pants and turn over (laughs) all of their text messages, all of the private communications, including of on-air people like Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingraham, the producers of the shows, the uh, network president of the news, Rupert Murdoch himself, Lachlan Murdoch. That when all that got decided against Fox, uh, against Fox, they went out and got a new lawyer, that and that new like lawyer, Dan Webb and Winston and Strawn, Lock is one of the reasons I'm going to talk about on this hot take. This case got settled. Lock the other Lock thing Lock is Winston and Strawn had already settled a recent case, not involving Dominion and Fox, but with the same law firm on the other side that was representing Dominion, um, Sussman Godfrey. So Sussman Godfrey, the law firm, and Winston and Strawn, the firm for Fox had already recently settled a case, a very contentious case, using a mediator who they decided at the last minute on Tuesday to go find who was on vacation, not making this up, floating down the Danube with his family, and brought Jerry Roscoe, Mm -hmm. who called in from his river cruise to help these two law firms successfully settle the case, just like he had done in a prior case. But you had a series of really bad decisions before Dan Webb even started representing Fox as the replacement counsel. All the discovery, all the text messages, all the emails, all the phones being imaged, leading to these depositions that were taken that did not go well for Fox. In fact, it's now reported that when Rupert Murdoch was deposed, his general counsel for Fox, his chief legal officer for Fox, who was involved with the negotiation, Viet Dean. Viet Dean went to Rupert Murdoch and said, hey boss, they didn't lay a hand on you. And reportedly Rupert Murdoch said, I don't think the lawyer on the other side would agree with you. Otherwise, in other words, even Rupert Murdoch know that he was brutally, brutally cross-examined uh, during his deposition. And that would just be worse when he was put up on the stand. Uh, so we have those series of decisions by Judge Eric Davis. Judge Eric Davis also, because all that discovery and secret and private text messages and emails all came in, they all got used by Dominion in their moving papers to file a motion for summary judgment. The judge took one look at all these texts and emails and everything else and said, we have another problem. Fox, first of all, Fox Corporation, you're staying in this case. Fox Fox Corporation, the parent company, always hoped that they'd be able to exit the case, leaving only Fox News behind to protect their brand. Judge said, "Uh uh-uh, not happening. Fox Corporation, you're staying here. In fact, I'm not even sure you've been straight with the court 
the judge said recently, about uh, Rupert Murdoch's role at Fox News and, and about Fox Corporation's liability. They're staying in this case. That was a devastating blow. The summary judgments was a devastating blow. Rupert Murdoch being deposed and didn't go that well, according even to Rupert Murdoch, a devastating blow. And then you have all of that that they weren't expecting when they were evaluating the calculus of this case at the Fox side, even let's say two months ago, that they'd be walking into court with both at least two hands and one leg tied behind their back. The judge already telling the jury that there were two strikes already and a third strike on the way against them in defamation, that the only thing the jury had to decide was damage and how much money to pay to Dominion and to decide whether uh, Murdoch and Fox News and Fox Corporation knew or should have known uh, that the, what they were saying or allowing to be said on their network was false. And if that's it, it's game over. The other thing that Fox News was relying on, it was like their final firewall to protect them that got burned away by the judge, is that they were relying on a privilege, right? I think their prior lawyers told them this was going to be applicable, which is known in the defamation business as the neutral reporting privilege, which is sort of what it sounds like. If you're like a legitimate news organization, not Fox, and uh, you know New York Times, Washington Post, local newspaper, you know your local newspaper that you rely on, something like that, and they're just accurately, neutrally reporting the news. This is what happened at a press conference today. This is what happened at an election today. This is what happened when Trump was at a rally today. That, without commentary, without fake false facts, um, which are also known in the business as lies, <laughs> you may get a, a protection if, uh, if you can prove that you're just neutrally reporting the facts. But not every state recognizes the neutral reporting privilege as an aspect of the First Amendment. And the U.S. Supreme Court, who upon whose body of law and jurisprudence defamation generally relies and media companies rely on, starting with a very infamous case, very famous case from the 1970s, called uh, New York Times versus those Sullivan. Those are lies, those are fake facts. In which actual malice has to be established. <laughs> There's this side gig, this side defense of the neutral reporting privilege, but like I said, not every state recognizes it. And Fox was hanging their hat on it. They're hanging their hat on, well, we have the neutral reporting privilege. Putting aside for a minute, they're not neutral and they're not reporting. The judge made it even worse for them. The judge just recently said, you don't even get the neutral reporting privilege because uh, New York law, which is the law that's being applied here, even though we're in Delaware, judges can apply the law of different states depending upon you know, um, where damage or injury happens in this case, which happened in New York for uh, Smart Matt, uh, for Dominion, sorry. They see, he said, the judge said, New York law doesn't even recognize it. You don't get the neutral reporting privilege. By the way, I don't even think you get it anyway. But in summary judgment, he ripped it away from them. That was like the last, apparently the last firewall. That was the last lifeline or life preserver that Fox was holding on to. Now, so now you got a judge who said Fox Corp parent company, you're in. Rupert Murdoch, you're in. And I'll see you in my courtroom. You don't get neutral reporting privilege. Two out of the three elements of damage are already established against you before you start. Um, all they got to do is prove actual malice. All the text messages and emails basically establish actual malice. And so 
this is what Fox had to deal with. This is the incentive for Fox to settle the case. Some people might be saying, well, what's the incentive for Dominion to settle the case? We wanted the, the show. We wanted to see all these people. In fact, just going back to Dominion uh, Fox for a minute, in their calculus of deciding the settlement, do you want to know what the lineup was going to be for day one of trial? What witnesses were going to be called by Dominion? Because they are the plaintiff. They go first. They have a case in chief they have to present to the jury after opening statements. Okay, witness number one. There were going to be three witnesses that were, in, that were disclosed by Dominion that they were going to call against Fox. First one we could have we could have predicted and expected. You always need sort of a roadmap witness who's going to testify to the jury, build credibility with the jury, right? Build authenticity, build reliability on behalf of the plaintiff. Somebody they like, somebody they can trust. You know, puts up some facts and some data and some information and some emails and some letters that makes them trustworthy. And for and for Dominion, that person was Tony Fratto. Tony Frat Tony Fratto was a former Bush administrative uh, administration official who was the interaction, the person who interacted the most with Fox News, calling them out in real time when Fox News lied about Dominion. He'd send them letters. He'd send them emails. He'd, sell, he'd say, this is BS. This is balderdash. This is the truth. You know, Dominion eventually had a website running. Every time Fox ran a story, they'd have the truth over and debunking it over on their website. And Tony Fratto was going to talk to the jury about that. But when Tony Fratto was done, and the jury was done eating popcorn and peanuts listening to Tony Fratto, the next witness was not going to be sort of a friendly witness for Dominion, somebody they control, another employee, uh, you know, the founder of the company, something like that. No, the next witness, according to Dominion, was going to be Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> and they lost, Fox lost in last week in front of the judge when they said they don't want to bring Murdoch. They want to rely on his, they want to rely on his transcript of his deposition and his video. The judge says, no, uh, uh, he's coming to the courtroom. Let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Z-Biotics. Now, if you're like me, you've probably skipped a workout because of drinks the night before. Like, it happens. But if you're committed to your healthy routine, you need Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut where you need it most. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol, drink responsibly, and get a good night's sleep to feel your best tomorrow. Now, I can't lie, after we hit 1 million subscribers, I may have partied a little bit too much that night. But luckily, I knew I had Zbiotics. Now, as instructed, I drank a bottle of Zbiotics before any alcohol, and I was amazed at just how good I felt the next day. Give Zbiotics a try for yourself. Go to email isn't that right sir isn't that right sir 93 year old rupert murdoch being pilloried yeah, mercilessly yeah. in front of the jury as the second awesome. witness the third witness tucker carlson <laughs> they were gonna call tucker carlson so if you're if you're fox you're like okay do we really want the founder my boss if you're like the general counsel to go up number two in the trial Number three in the trial, Tucker Carlson, who is going to be cross-examined by one of the one of the lead lawyers. 
about all of his misogynist, sexist comments about Sidney Powell, how she was crazy, crackpot, lunatic, and all that, his attacks on female reporters who were reporting the news accurately about Dominion, asking for them to get fired, talking about ratings being being ginned up and you know, that their <laughs> actual reporting about facts is destroying Fox and the stock price, that would have been their third witness. So that's <laughs> in Fox's mind as an incentive to settle. Plus, they've got a lawyer in Dan Webb who is who is famous for settling a defamation case against a major network, in this case, ABC News, where he settled a $150 million settlement where ABC News paid $150 million to a, to the beef industry, the beef manufacturers, about a BS pink slime investigation where they were putting uh, uh, some sort of food additive into hamburgers. No, no, no surprise there. Um, and it was referred to as pink slime, which led the beef industry and the beef manufacturers to sue ABC News and their you know, expose because it was false and defamatory. And Dan Webb settled that case for $150 million. So you got a settling lawyer, bad rulings, terrible rulings, a lineup that would put Rupert Murdoch and Tucker Carlson front and center in the first part of the case. Uh, all, and all of these defenses ripped away for them. Why did, why did Dominion settle? We were like, what a great case you just described, Popak. Why are they settling? Because you got a jury, and you don't know what a jury's going to do. And they already had some problems with a jury, and the trial was only 10 minutes old. The report is one of the jurors had a complete and utter meltdown like a temper tantrum about being asked to serve for six weeks and she couldn't do it and they had to remove that juror from the jury pool the jury box and bring in an alternate and then another juror admitted because they were caught that they were sleeping during the during after being selected on most of tuesday so you got like a, this is like the, the seven dwarfs. You got the sleepy juror, you got the dozy juror, you got the one that doesn't want to be on the jury. So, you know, you can't control all of these things. So it's not a slam dunk, okay? You still got to put on a trial. I've won trials I was supposed to lose. I've lost trials that I'm supposed to won. And if, if, a, and if a trial lawyer tells you they never lost the case, they haven't tried enough of them. And that's what's going through Dominion's mind. And plus, as we suspected, the higher the number, the less of a need for a retraction and apology. Now, I know that upsets everybody because we wanted to see Fox drawn and quartered, tarred and feathered. Um, and, and yes, that's, that's, that's our gut reaction, our visceral reaction. We want to see that. We want to see the jury pick up pitchforks and torches and chase after the monster that's Fox News and Fox Corporation. But that's not how civil trials work. Civil trials are about money. Settlements, you can get some non-economic relief. But trials are binary. The jury's either going to rule for you or against you or the judge. You're either going to get money or you're not going to get money. You might have your rights declared here and there, but it's all about money. You're not, you can't force, the judge can't force a settlement, a, 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 a trial, can't force an apology, a retraction, or an admission of liability. And the higher the number went, and Fox making it clear that the line in the sand for them was any kind of real retraction or admission of liability, they cobbled together this very lukewarm, um, 
concession, if you will, for, for lack of a better term, although the, uh, that word is doing a lot of heavy lift in my sentence here, where Fox said, yeah, we acknowledge the judge made some rulings that were against us, and some things that we said were found by the judge to be false. All right, that's it. That's all given that Dominion was out for the money and needed the money uh, because they said they were damaged and got a tremendous amount of money. Or as the, the Dominion lawyers said on the courthouse steps in defending the settlement, not that you have to defend the settlement, you're, you're a private party. You're not, you're, not a, you're not the representative of we the people, although we like to think that they are. That lawyer said, nothing says accountability like, like a huge sum of money. <laughs> Nothing says liability like a use of sum of money. So money is accountability in Dominion's view, even though it makes the rest of us sort of feel bad that, again, we didn't get to see Fox News and Fox Corporation and Rupert Murdoch and Tucker Carlson and the rest of them sort of burned at the stake in a civil trial. You know, that'll have to be for another day. And that other day could be in this Smartmatic trial. People forget Dominion's not done. This is just Dominion versus Fox and all the little Fox and Friends. All the little Lou, you know, Lou Dobbs and Maria Bartiromo and all that. But Dominion is suing other people. Dominion is suing Michael Lindell in a D.C. Circuit Federal Court for over $1.5 billion related to what, what he did to them and has continued to do them to lie about the, uh, the election fraud. They've got that case. And then Smartmatic, who got sucked in to this whole imaginary, made-up um, conspiracy theory created by Sidney, in the lab of the weird stew of the mind of Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, that there was a conspiracy where Smartmatic software uh, was placed inside of, uh, developed by Hugo Chavez, uh, and people to flip the election for a dictatorship was somehow plugged into Dominion, a whole different company. Dominion's hardware and placed in voting in voting booths around America, and votes were flipped from Trump to Biden, and then votes were counted offshore in secret locations. If this sounds fantastical, it's because none of this happened. But it was all said against Smartmatic and against Dominion. Um, on Fox News and other places. So Smartmatic, basically, you know, on the back of everything that Dominion to develop, filed their own suit, this time in state court in New York, uh, in front of Judge Cohen, for one, sorry, $2.7 billion. Right? Keep track of the money. <laughs> Dominion sues for $1.6 billion in Delaware, Smartmatic, $2.7 billion in New York in front of Judge Cohen. And these cases aren't lined up. If you've learned anything on legal AF, it's that cases in different court systems, state and federal in different states, move at different paces. Right? The rules of justice don't all move simultaneously and equally. They move. Cases are tried when they're ready and it depends on which court docket you're on. Are you on a rocket docket like in Delaware, where from filing to trial it was less than two years? Or are you in my home state of New York, where if you file a case, you may not see the inside of a courtroom for a trial for five to ten years? Smartmatic filed in New York. The good news for Smartmatic is that their complaint, their pleading, their first document, survived a motion to dismiss and has been affirmed on appeal. 
So their $2.7 billion case against Fox News, Fox Corporation, and all those same people, the Fox and Friends people, is still going strong. In fact, there's going to be an appearance in court to talk about discovery and evidentiary issues coming up in the next week or two. But that case is likely not going to be tried. In tw it's definitely not going to be tried in 2023. I'm not even sure 2024. Could be a 2025 case. Maybe the end of 2024. That's how the pace of justice in New York, given the crush of cases and the judges. You know, the importance of the case, the dollar amount of the case, doesn't make it go any faster or slower. So, in that one, just on the heels of the Dominion settlement, we have news today by the Smartmatic lawyers who looked at the Dominion settlement and said, hmm, that's a start. That's not our number. Our number's higher than that. Um, certainly not lower than $787.5 million. And if you do the math, ladies and gentlemen, that settled for about 50 cents on the dollar down in Delaware. If they use the same 50 cents on the dollar, which if I'm the plaintiff's lawyers for Smartmatic, that is the starting point. 50 cents on the dollar would be $1.35 billion in New York for Smartmatic. <laughs> and so... The, law the lawyers are in a great place for smart matter because they're like, well, we're not taking less than 787. That's the new floor that's been set by Dominion. And our number is probably double that that we would want to settle. And they've made it clear, because it's in their best interest to say that now, that they will not settle unless they get an apology, a retraction, and an admission of liability. <coughs> okay, we'll keep an eye on that. What did I say at the top of the hot tape? What concentrates the mind more than anything if you're a trial lawyer in a case? Money. A big money. pile of money in the middle of the table and mm. a jury sitting in the box. <laughs> As we get closer to those, Fox now having an incentive to try to get this case settled, just the way they did with Dominion. And they'll start throwing money now and throwing numbers at Smartmatic, which they'll reject, 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 until they get to a number where they in good conscience representing their stakeholders and their company can't reject. And whether they can hold out for the moral victory of an apology or retraction and admission by Fox News is yet to be seen. I get why they're saying it out loud. I would say it out loud. We'll never settle if we don't get that. But watch as the numbers rise, it becomes a trade-off. <laughs> it's a morally reprehensible trade-off. It's distasteful to talk about it, but it happens every day in cases around America, and I have no reason to believe that Smartmatic and its lawyers are, are, any, are, are any different in my experience. So we will watch, but as of today, Smartmatic, understandably, confidently, talking tough about a settlement, probably double if they're going to ever take it, what Dominion just paid it, and look, Fox is no dummy. Rupert's no dummy. He knew when he settled Dominion, he'd have to pay the piper at Smartmatic. And he knew he was setting a precedent of 50 cents on the dollar as a floor to talk about in, in discussions with Smartmatic. And now we'll see when, it's not if, it's when they engage in legitimate good faith settlement discussions with Smartmatic. Is it today? Is it after they lose a couple of rounds in the discovery process with the new judge, Judge Cohen? Or do they try to wrap this up now because whatever benefit they got 
from paying off Dominion and, and pre preserving and protecting their on-air people and Rupert Murdoch, sort of is going to get frittered away as Smartmatic puts them through the meat grinder from now over the next six or eight months. So you'd think they'd try to settle that case quickly, but of course, who's in the driver's seat are the lawyers for Smartmatic? Um, because they, they've seen what happened at Dominion, and they can dig their heels in until they get the number that they want. We'll follow it on a podcast that I co-anchor on Wednesdays and Saturdays on this very network, Midas Touch Network, called Legal AF. Yeah. And uh, I bring these hot takes in real time about every day at the intersection of law and politics for these politically charged stories that I think you should know about so that you can make your own decisions. You can debate these things with your friends and families in the streets. And that's why we do it. If you like what I'm doing, you can follow me on all things social media at MS Popak. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF Reporter. Our blue wall stopped the red wave and election deniers got denied election. That's why we're celebrating with the new Democracy Prevails team. We've got lots of work to do, but we should all be proud that when democracy was tested, democracy prevailed. You've earned this. Don't wait. Get yours right now at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com. Guilty, guilty, insurrectionist and seditionist Steve Bannon is guilty of contempt of Congress in federal wow. court in Washington, D.C. And if that's not blockbuster enough, well, we're going to talk about the blockbuster primetime January 6th committee hearings this past Thursday, which was the mic drop that our democracy needed. Boy, oh boy, did our democracy need that. But our democracy is continually under threat, continually under attack from Trump, Trump's insurrectionists, and from Trump's radical extreme judges who he was able to appoint when he was president. And just this past week, the radical right Supreme Court refused to intervene and stop a radical right Trump appointee, federal judge, who intervened and directed President Biden and the Department of Homeland Security that you can't prioritize as part of your immigration policy that dangerous and violent individuals who unlawfully enter this country should be deported first. That was actually what a federal judge said and the Supreme Court refused to intervene. This week, as we predicted as well, Twitter had a huge victory in the Delaware Chancery Court over Elon Musk in his failed, whatever you want to call it, manipulation, fake attempts to buy Twitter. We will break down what happened in Delaware Chancery Court. And we also learned this week that 16 fake electors from Georgia are now critical targets of Fawny Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney's criminal investigation into Trump election interference and other news to report from Georgia. And speaking of Trump, while we're on the topic, we should talk about his personal lawyer, Alina Haba, who was just sued this week by her assistant, one of her employees, for racial discrimination. The most consequential legal news of the week when our democracy is on the line, you turn to one destination. That is legal. AF, Ben Micellis, and Michael Popak. Michael Popak, how are you doing this week? And you ready for a...
lose. Tip of the hat to you, Ben. We're going to continue with hat summer. Ben might go even longer than that. One point of clarification on Twitter. Ben is not wearing a sombrero. Ben is wearing a cowboy style hat. Just to be, just to be clear, that's not a sombrero, is it? Absolutely. Don't. If you really want to dig deep into the sombrero cowboy hat go there. distinction, they're basically <laughs> the same thing. But let me be clear: this is a sombrero that I it purchased. It is a sombrero. I purchased it in Kakula. One other point I want to make about this sombrero that I purchased in Kakula, two hours from. Guadalajara when I was there this past month is I'm in Arizona right now. It's the background. I'm staying in a hotel room, but I wore this hat to an actual formal court ordered Ninth Circuit mediation. I wore this exact hat there and everyone was a little bit surprised. They The, the lawyers haven't yet fully, <laughs> my law partners, the associates, they're not fully, uh, they embraced the legal AF style, the new Popakian and Micellus hat wear, but uh, it took him a few minutes to get used to. But let's get used to Bannon being guilty, 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 like this seditionist, insurrectionist. He is Michael Popak. We said it here on the last Legal IF that we said this is going to be an open and shut case. The government's case is going to be a fairly easy one for them to put on. They're going to call witnesses who just literally sent this subpoena to Steve Bannon. Because everybody remember what this trial was about. The January 6th committee gave a subpoena saying you need to show up on such and such a date. Steve Bannon did not attempt to negotiate. He objected. He said that, well, I am a podcaster, so therefore I deserve executive privilege and all these other privilege. I'm not even going to show up. No attempts to cooperate. And so the January 6th committee, after Steve Bannon refused to show up, he missed the date. They attempted again after Bannon didn't show up. They referred it to the Department of Justice because you can't just not show up when you receive subpoenas. The Department of Justice prosecuted. So this case was about contempt of Congress Two counts. One, Bannon not showing up to testify. Two, Bannon not turning over documents. So the trial was a fairly basic trial. Government called up its witnesses. Uh, Hey, witness number one, which was the person who issued the subpoena, a lawyer for the January 6th committee. Hey, did you write the subpoena? Yes. Did you put the date on it? Yes. Did you send it to Bannon? Yes. Did he show up? No. That was basically the direct examination there. Put on one other witness who basically said the same thing. Um, Bannon didn't testify. Oh, boy, Bannon said, Popak, I'm going to give everybody hell. This trial, I'm going to give everybody hell. But like the little snowflake he is, Bannon doesn't testify. Uh, The jury took about three hours to deliberate. Found Bannon, Bannon guilty on both counts. Each count carries with it the uh, minimum of 30 days in jail a maximum of one year. So because there are two counts, he can serve two years. Sentencing is October 21st. Bannon can, of course, appeal. He will be appealing. Um, But Popak, what do you make of the trial, the outcome, his prospects in an appeal? What do you think is going on here? This lived by the Popak rule that uh, juries that are ready to rule very quickly in a case, they just wait for instruction and then lunch. And then they ruled against him on both counts. I think that uh, Bannon always knew that he was going to lose this. They put up a very paper defense, called no witnesses. They cross-examined their way through their defense only. And um, the closing statement 
closing argument, uh, focused on whether Benny Thompson actually signed the subpoena or not on his handwriting, which is sort of a weak defense. They have preserved for appeal their fundamental issue, which is whether the judge